0: Coming up on Transformers University, we take a look at the toy line from 1987 and find out how the Autobots went to become more, much more than meets the eye, right now on Transformers University. Hello my friend and welcome to Transformers University I am your host, Anthony Brakali, owner/operator, madman behind TFU.info, and this is episode 92 of Transformers University. And I don't know if I mentioned it last episode, but we are celebrating three years of this great, fun podcast, uh, this experience that and journey that I am on with you. So I want to thank you if you are someone that's been part of the journey since three years ago and. If you're just joining in or if you've binged and caught up, welcome aboard. I am so excited to have you here with us. Today, we are going to jump into our 1987 coverage and start talking about part of the U.S. toy line for 1987. And then we're going to cover the Autobots side of things here. Now, in 1987, there are a number of carryovers from 1986, and actually looking at the toy catalog uh, that was packed in with the figures, so in 1987, much like in 84 and 85 and 86, every figure came with a uh, fold-out catalog, or at least the larger figures did, Uh, and on one side was the Autobots, the other side was the Decepticons, and 87 is a very big line, but a big chunk of the 87 line on both the Autobot side and the Decepticon side are carryover figures from 1986. So capitalizing off the film and the popularity of 1986, capitalizing off of uh, Season 3, which had been produced throughout 1986 and debuted throughout 1986, Hasbro decided to keep a number of the toys uh, from the year before in the line. Uh, This would include uh, Ultramagnus and Rodimus Prime, Rekgar, Metroplex, Skylink's. Uh, And the Autobot cassettes, Rewind and Steeljaw, Eject and Ramhorn, as well as all five of the Aerobots and all five of the Protectobots. Now, some interesting notes within that group of characters there. Uh, Ultra Magnus, Rodham's Prime, Metroplex all had uh, slight variations from their 1986 version. Uh, This mainly is due to materials that were involved with making the toys. So Hasbro went away from die-cast parts, they went away from rubber tires, and those uh, particular toys, Metroplex, Rodimus Prime, Ultra Magnus, all had those sorts of things. Uh, So Metroplex's tires were replaced with plastic tires, Rodimus Prime had uh, metal feet and rubber tires, those were replaced both with plastic, Ultra Magnus uh, had his tires replaced with plastic as well, and... His uh, pink decos for his face, both the cab robot and the combined trailer robot, uh, had the decos removed. So uh, instead of having facial details on both of them, they were actually just flat, either white for the cab robot and blue for the for the combined robot. And from what I've seen, the Ultra Magnus version, I can't really speak to all of them, but the Ultra Magnus uh, from 87 is a somewhat more rare than the Ultramagnus from 1986. Other interesting note here is that the cassettes for the Autobots were available in 87, but Blaster was not. So you had, if you jumped on in 87 and you wanted those cassettes to go into something, you uh, were out of luck. But 1987 also featured a number of new toys, and we will talk about them right after this. Hey, want to help out this podcast or the website tfu.info? There's a number of ways you can do it. Let me tell you how. You can help us directly by joining our Patreon and enrolling as a student at Transformers University. There, you'll get early access to the podcast as well as exclusive behind-the-scenes peaks and perks for as little as $1 a month. Sign up it's quick and easy. Just swing on by to www.patreon.com tfuinfo. Another way you can help us is by using our Amazon link, www.tfu.info slash Amazon. Type that into your browser. Whenever you want to shop at Amazon, and a portion of what you spend will be contributed back to us. It's that easy. Finally, you don't become the world's longest-running transforming toy archive without some help from other fans. We're always on the hunt for photos of figures and accessories we're missing from our pages. If you'd like to contribute... Go to tfu.info slash help for a list of what we need or send an email to info at tfu.info, tfu.info. the Alpha Trion and Omega Prime of Transforming Toys. Now, back to the show. And as I mentioned earlier, the Aerial Bots and ProtectoBots were available in 1987, so you can create a Superion, you can create a Defensor, and edit in and promoted in 1986 in the tv show was a third autobot combiner computron formed from the technobots magnus walk
1: i've never seen decepticons as vicious as those monstrous terror guns lucky we have the technobots yeah but those high-tech heroes are in for one horrific battle the Monstrous Terracon beasts comes the incredible, abominous, to battle the battle of fearless and futuristic Computron. The Transformers. The Transformers sold separately from Hasbro.
0: And you'll hear in this commercial, it's it's an ad for both the Technobots and the Terracons, But you'll notice here also, uh, there's a change to the theme music. Again, uh, there's this weird ha ha ha. <laughs> in the uh in the background of the vocal um i don't know if that was done with a synth or what um and they've changed the lyric from more than meets the eye to more much more than meets the eye and that's actually written on the packaging as well and also nice here in the commercial to hear jack angel as ultra magnus and dick Cartier as rodimus prime reprising their roles from the cartoons in this commercial before you get the Vic Caroli narration. The Technobots uh, that we've met in the cartoon, Scattershot, Afterburner, Strafe, Nosecone, Lightspeed, all available. Uh, Scattershot was in a box. The other four were available on cards. There was also a Computron gift set available in 1987. And all of the Scramble City-style limbs of the Aerobots, Protectobots, and Technobots Uh, were available at one point with a pack-in Autobot decoy figure. And worth noting, late in 1987, and probably more so as part of the 1988 line, because the Technobots would carry over, Hasbro would begin to move away from having rub symbols on their figures, mainly because they won, and uh, they were at the point where they were the ones creating transforming toy robots. And so the Technobots had the indentation where that sticker would go uh, removed. From later versions of those figures now another set of figures that would feature uh, decoys uh, included with them uh, for a time and actually would feature both Autobot or Decepticon decoys included with them were the Throttlebots
1: the but they haven't met the Throttlebots yet more, Now collect over 50 Transformers decoys free in specially marked packages.
0: That was just part of the ThrottleBots commercial. They shared their commercial with uh, a couple of Decepticon figures. But that is a conversation for another episode. Uh, The ThrottleBots were six small vehicles that um, turned into robots. Uh, All had the exact same transformation. Uh, You basically flip their arms out to free up their undercarriage. Flip the whole chassis up to form the legs and robot and then flip the back Uh, portion of the vehicle down to reveal the head and then slide in the motor underneath the figure to uh, tighten up the lower half now the motor as I mentioned is part of their gimmick these toys were featured pullback motors so you could pull them back in either mode and they would roll forward uh, and you know crash into things each other or whatever and you can do that as both a robot and a vehicle and available were roll bar the jeep Uh, Chase the red sports car, wide load the dump truck, Searchlight the white sports car with a whole bunch of headlights on the front, Freeway the blue Corvette, and Goldbug the gold Volkswagen Beetle, uh, and new body for Bumblebee. Now one of the lesser known uh, subgroups of the Autobots that debuted in 1987 were the monster bots.
1: Rodham has quit. There's been an accident. The new Autobots are monster bots. They're monsters, all right. You set the gods. Gods. Monster bots, attack! I'm glad those monsters are on our side. The transporters are more than the HDI. And they've even got sparks blasting out of them. You can't stop the monster bots. The Transformers. <laughs> The Transformers Monster Box, sold separately from Hasbro.
0: <laughs> that commercial does just make me laugh. Uh, first off, let's talk about who's in it. We got Dick Gaudier again as Rodimus Prime. And it sounds like John Stevenson as Cup. I'm going to assume that it was John Stevenson. Uh, it might have been someone doing a really good impression of him. Because uh, it doesn't sound exactly like him. But I don't know if they just sped up his audio, too, because he is talking very fast. But I do like how the monster bots, their entire origin from this commercial is that there was an accident and they became monsters. Uh, The Autobots in this commercial are kind of heartless. It's like, oh, look at these ugly things that we accidentally made. Um, They do feature a spark gimmick. As mentioned in the commercial as well, this had a little piece of flint and a a wheel that would uh, grind against it and fire off sparks. Um, The monster bots are comprised of Repugnus, who's a bug monster, Grotusk, who's kind of a winged wolf, and uh, Doublecross, which is a two-headed dragon. For the first time in 1987, we would have a spy... As opposed to the mini spies we saw in 1985, which were just the same toys with different rub signs, either Autobot or Decepticon, uh, we had someone who could turn from Autobot to Decepticon, to vehicle, and back.
1: You can trust me, Rodimus. You can trust me, Galvatron. Introducing the Transformer double spy. From a supercar, he can transform into a heroic Autobot or an evil Decepticon.
0: And I'm not entirely sure who voiced Punch in that commercial, but is not the actor who will find out voiced him in Season 4 of the cartoon. Now, as I mentioned, Punch can turn from Autobot to Decepticon to a car. Uh, Neat note here, since we were talking about rub signs earlier, he does have both an Autobot and a Decepticon rub sign available to him depending on which robot mode he is in. Also part of that commercial were the Clones, both the Decepticon and the Autobot clones. But since we're only talking about the Autobot clones, i can give you their portion of that ad.
1: To fight Autobot clones, one of these twins transforms into a jet. The other, a dragster. The Transformers! Now available, Transformers decoys in specially marked packages.
0: Now the clones are, uh, have identical-looking robot modes from the front, at the very least, uh, and they turn into different vehicles uh, from each other. One is a jet, one is a dragster, as Vic Carolli mentioned in his script uh the dragster is Fastlane the jet is Cloudraker and once again talking about rub signs here Fastlane and Cloudraker feature a second rub sign on their body one rub sign on each of their bodies is the the standard Autobot one and the other one shows what vehicle mode they turn into uh so neat little neat little thing about the the clones that was never really done anywhere else now the Big change in 1987 comes with the introduction of the Masters, um, and that is with an apostrophe in front of the Masters. The word Masters becomes a suffix uh, throughout the rest of Generation One in Transformers, and uh, in particular, in 1987, we meet the Headmasters and the Target Masters. So let's start with the Autobot Headmasters.
1: Let's search that planet, Magnus. We've got to find them, but they're helping can defeat the Decepticons. Look, it's the Headmaster Autobots. Incredible! Yes, the driver of the vehicle actually becomes the head of the robot. Headmaster Transformers. More much more than he's designed. The Transformers. Each Headmaster Autobot displays a readout of its power. Nothing's better than going to battle with Headmaster Transformers, sold separately from Hasbro.
0: And you can really hear the new theme in this commercial as they introduce the headmasters and how the driver of the vehicle becomes the head of the robot. Uh, On the packaging and eventually in some more Transformers fiction, we'll find out that the heads aren't actually Autobots or Decepticons, at least not in the American version, but they are aliens from the planet Nebulos. And uh, they binary bond with the Autobots to uh, form their heads. And we'll get into some of that stuff uh, as we cover the fiction. But also that there's the gimmick of the head forming onto the robot and giving that robot the power uh, from their tech specs. So there's actually a little tech spec reader on the front of the robot. You flip it down, it has three stats on it. And how the head is designed is that when the toy folds in half there are notches on the uh, portion that plugs in just in front of where it plugs into the body and those trigger tumblers that are in the chest that spin up and give you a readout so if you switch heads between characters you actually get different readouts on their chests the characters introduced uh as the standard autobot headmasters in 1987 brainstorm with his partner arcana Chrome Dome with his partner Stylor, Hardhead with Duros, and Highbrow with Gort. And I don't think I ever noticed this when I was a kid, but realized it when I was older. All these names are puns on heads. Um, brainstorm: Your brain is in your head, right? Chrome Dome is a, a term for you know calling somebody bald. Hardhead is kind of straight there. He's got a hard head, and then Highbrow. Um, you know, your brow is on your head. Uh, it's also a, a sort of a pun with the word eyebrow. Uh, and also an actual word meaning, uh, highbrow meaning kind of um, snooty, <laughs> highfalutin. But all those names do feature things related to heads. Now, the other part of the series and the introduction of the nebulans... Are the Autobot Target Masters?
1: Terra Magna will be destroyed. No, Galvatron. We
0: do have Target Master Transformers. Target Master Transformers, two Transformers out of
1: one. The vehicles and monsters, oh they survive. Target Master Transformers, More, much more than B.C.I. That's right. Each one becomes two. Target Master Autobots and Decepticons sold separately from Hezro.
0: So there's so many things to talk about with that commercial. Uh, uh, can we just listen to that one part in the lyrics one more time? I'm not even gonna try to make fun of singing that because I can't hit those notes. But <laughs> the vehicle transforms, and so does the gun. That. Is basically what they do. And uh, we get introduced to three new characters. And we get retools of three old characters with the target master. So on the Autobot side. And once again the names reflect uh, gun things. Much like the headmasters reflect head things. Uh, the Autobot target masters: Sure Shot with his partner Spoilsport. Point Blank with his partner Peacemaker. And Crosshairs with his partner Pinpointer. On the Autobot side, uh, we get retools of Cup, Blur, and Hot Rod. Now, uh, Cup comes with Recoil. Uh, Blur comes with Haywire. And they actually even tweaked his uh, shield color in this version of the toy. And Hot Rod comes with Firebolt. So there was a misprint on Hot Rod's packaging. It originally contained the blurb Firebolt transforms into Misfire's weapon. And this was fixed in uh, a running change, and it was done actually twice it was fixed. First, there was a sticker that covered uh, Misfire's name with Hot Rod's name, and then later, uh, there was a correctly printed box. Now, also worth noting here, you know, Cup, Blur, and Hot Rod, they were featured in in the previous year's line in 1986. The 1987 versions all feature 5 millimeter pegs to allow them to use their uh, partner gun in both Robot mode and vehicle mode. And finally, that brings us to the last Autobot to talk about for 1987 in the US line, and that is the one and only Fortress Maximus.
1: It's Fortress Maximus. Fortress Maximus! The colossal Headmaster Autobot City. The Terracons are attacking. Transform Fortress Maximus. Master Transformers! City to battle station, Terracons form a and, and destroy Fortress Maximus. But Fortress Maximus transforms again, this time into a robot, so humongous a separate robot becomes its head. Its powers are awesome from Hasbro.
0: Fortress Maximus, oh, man, <laughs> that commercially, they really took some liberties with these songs. uh doing these commercials in 1987 now fortress maximus was basically a headmaster with another headmaster he was the largest transformers toy ever made up until that point and for 25 years after as well standing at 22 inches tall he was basically the size of a a child Uh, a friend of mine uh david willis cartoonist and uh one of the operators of tfwiki.net, he uh, used to have a Fortress Maximus that he'd keep in his apartment that wore a diaper. So that that should tell you how big Fortress Maximus was. Uh, he's not as big as the current Titan-class figures that we've been seeing the last uh, five or six years, but he was just a little bit shorter than them. Now, as I mentioned, he was a headmaster with a headmaster. Uh, his robot partner, Cerebros... Another head pun, right? Uh, Cerebro's going to like cerebellum, meaning the brain. He um, he turned into a computer for Fortress Maximus, and also turned into his head. He in turn had a headmaster as well, and that headmaster was Spike, as in Spike Witwicky. The Autobots human companion and is the first toy that Spike Witwicky would get in the Transformers line. Now, he was introduced in the first episode in 1984 and didn't get a toy until the 1987 line. So we're talking the fourth series of Transformers figures before we saw a Spike Witwicky toy. Additionally, much like Metroplex, he had a couple of uh, smaller uh, vehicles that were included with him that had names. Gasket and Gromit were two vehicles that were included with Fortress Maximus. Now, those two vehicles came apart and recombined and formed a robot named Cog. And if that sounds familiar, if you just watched the uh, Transformers War for Cybertron Siege series on Netflix, Cog is one of the characters you'll see in there. He is designed... Uh, To look very much like the Cog toy from Fortress Maximus. And for the longest time, and even currently, the original Fortress Maximus toys uh, continues to be one of the... I don't want to say rare. It's been reissued a a couple of times and uh, they're certainly out there. But it's certainly one of the more expensive figures, uh, especially if you want a vintage 1987 one to add into your collection and complete there's a lot of parts uh, and there's a lot of small pieces that sometimes disappear spike on his own is one of those little pieces that could run you uh, triple digits uh, just for him Uh, and he is certainly one of the most collectible figures uh, in the history of the transformers toy line in fact uh, I'm not afraid to admit I have a very very large transformers toy collection not only do I not own an original Fortress Maximus, I don't own that mold uh, in any of its later iterations or uh, in its reissuing iterations. And I really, really should, I guess at some point, uh, try to buckle down and and add one of those to my collection. Because he it really is the centerpiece of 1987 at that size. And even of G1, like um, it's the biggest toy you'll see in G1. It's the biggest toy in Transformers for many years to come. And he is a fan favorite among Transformers fans. And we'll find out a bit more about Fortress Maximus as we go on. But before I tell you about what we're going to talk about on the next episode of Transformers University, I'm going to need you to give a listen to this. Thanks for listening to the show. Stick around to hear what's coming up next episode. But first, I want to fill you in on a few ways you can stay in touch with the show. Want to be on the show? Leave us a voicemail at 702-763-4838, that's 702-POD-4TFU, or send an email to info at tfu.info. Be sure to catch us on Twitter at tfu underscore info, and on Facebook and Instagram under the username tfu_info, info, all one word. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash tfu info, where we post All of our podcasts, plus special video segments, reviews, and live coverage of Transformers-related events such as New York Toy Fair and New York Comic Con. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit us at www.tfu.info, the world's longest-running transforming toy archive. So that is it for the 1987 Autobots From the Transformers toy line. We will talk Decepticon soon. But not next episode. Next episode we're going to jump back into. The Marvel comics. We're going to talk about the first four issues. 28, 29, 30 and 31. From 1987. As that story. Continues to catch up to 1986. And put itself in a position. To introduce the rest. Of the 1987 toy line. So please. Please. Joining me back here next time as we cover the Marvel U.S. comics. We have got so much good stuff for you in store for our 1987 coverage. I really hope you do stick around. I thank you for joining me. Once again, I am Anthony Burcalli, owner, operator, madman behind tfu.info. Until next time, see ya.